tune in to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Join America's leading relationship expert, top holistic life coach, and best-selling author, Dr. D. Yvonne Young, along with a diverse team of regular commentators, experts, and celebrity guests. Be entertained while being informed on the issues that affect you most. Don't miss it. Dr. D. Yvonne Young, providing you the tools you need to start living a profoundly extraordinary life. Good afternoon, America. Today is July the 20th, 2014. This show is off the chain. It's, it's really funny. I have gotten more phone calls um, uh, just of every sort, even emails, text messages. Some of you people have lost your damn minds, and I'm going to tell you why. Um, <laughs> I had someone email me, isn't this of the devil? <laughs> Let me tell you something. Um, any gift that is given, especially one of the prophetic gift, and, and I will even, for some of you religious fanatics out there that are listening to my show, let me uh, attempt to inform you. If you look in First Corinthians, the 12th chapter, it says, it lifts gifts, right? And, and the 10th verse, it says, to another, the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another, to another discerning of spirits and diverse kinds of tongues and the interpretation of those tongues. If that doesn't put you way out in the ballpark somewhere, what does? Okay, now that is from the King James, which is actually the most distorted version of the Bible, but one thing I love about God's word is no matter who attempts to dismantle it, it, the truth of the spirit of the word always comes through. So for those of you that are stuck on stupid and think that because someone has a prophetic gift, it is of the devil, and uh, you're probably the same person that takes your kids trick-or-treating, or you're probably the same person that won't step on a crack. You see a black cat, you think it means that somebody's going to uh, something evil is about to happen. Really? I mean, really, come on, people, seriously. I quit smoking weed years ago, and I suggest you stop. The rest of us that actually have a little sanity left, you are going to enjoy tonight's program. If you're like most people, you would like to get a confirmation. You would like to know that from the other side of the room, which God definitely is much bigger than our finite minds, okay, that you could get some information. As a matter of fact, there was a gentleman named Max Planck. He's considered the father of modern physics. And as we started studying our universe, and um, everyone has examined this thing from Albert Einstein uh, to Greg Abbott to just several physicists, we know for a fact that time is a, it really is not real. Now you go, Dr. D, how in the heck is time not real? I'm always late. Well, it is real when you're late. But here's how you can tell. Imagine yourself boarding an aircraft, and I don't care where you are on this planet. In most places, with the exception of places near the equator or what have you, time zones affect you. If I fly, which I typically do from Houston to Hawaii, 
depending on daylight savings time here, because they don't have that in Hawaii, I will lose five hours of sleep. Meaning when I get there, if I left here uh, at four, taking this eight-hour flight, I will get there like seven o'clock, which appears to be I got there two hours later. But it's an eight-hour flight. So where did this? Where did the rest of this time go? Well, dear one, it actually went nowhere. Time is a construct. Matter of fact, if you leave the orbit of the planet Earth, no longer will a day be 24 hours. You know, on other planets, the days range from 88 days to, you know, far more to get what we consider to be a year on that particular planet. I'm saying all of that to say to you that there are just many things in this world we do not understand. One of them is the gifts of the psychic gifts. I know that we have a uh, a plethora of opportunities out there to get in, in, an importation from God himself on certain things. Now, does that mean that someone has, who has a spiritual gift is actually from, is using that gift from God? Heck to the no, because I don't think Dionne Warwick, his psychic friends, were a gift from God. If anything, they were a gift to the telecommunications industry and to Dionne Warwick's bank account. But furthermore, I do not believe that all gifts especially psychic gifts, come from the devil. Um, as much as I hate to admit it, I think people are far more evil than Satan, and we prove that on a day-in, day-out basis by some of the heinous activities we do, like shooting airplanes full of innocent people out of the air. Can you believe that? Some idiot actually had the audacity to do that and say, oops, it was an accident. Anyway, or the people that go and molest children or someone that goes and rapes up some poor young man or woman uh, or a little child, that's evil people. What we're talking about today, uh, some of you can take it lightly, and I suggest that, you know, you take it however you see fit. I'm not going to tell you how to take anything. Second, don't write me letters. I got some letters today, by the way, uh, family that this really uh, blew my mind. One person said, well, he used the word psychic. That's what the devil, you've lost your mind. Sit down somewhere. The second thing that I got was uh, someone just, I've got a lot of people that just cannot wait to talk to uh, Fernando. And I'm going to tell you this. You, you go, well, Dr. Young, how in the heck do you believe this stuff? Real simple. I have spoken with this guy uh, on several times, several, several occasions. Not, uh, you know, and, and during these conversations, he said things to me that I was like, okay, bro, I'm going to try you and see how legitimate your gift actually is. And, and this is so true. I, I promise you, loved ones, I am not making this up. I was catching a flight somewhere. I was going to Florida, wherever I was going. And he told me, he said, when you get to the airport, uh, be patient. There's going to be a woman there with some small children. Don't, you know, just keep your cool. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to lose my cool over a, uh, you know, I'm not going to lose my cool over anything like that, man, uh, even if that happens. I will be doggone. I kid you, I kid you guys not. I'm going through security. There is a lady there, <laughs> and and I'm wondering now, this is one time I get to the airport, and the line is not that long, 
And I'm going, okay, cool, I'm going to be able to go in this room and do my show because we were going to do my show live from the, uh, from the airport, wherever I was. And when I get to the security checkpoint, they have this woman, this poor girl, is there by herself with three little children, a baby and two toddlers. And they were doing everything from scanning that girl's uh, baby uh, bag to the stroller, and I just started laughing. Again, he just told me this was going to happen to me. So, And somebody could go, okay, that could happen. You go through security, there's always some bozo there that's doing it. So the next thing he told me, I had a company that was coming at me uh, with an endorsement. And they wanted me to be, in a, uh, be a spokesperson for this particular company. And, the P- and he said, well, I'm going to tell you, these people, uh, I, I asked him about it. I said, just in passing. Uh, Fernando, this company has offered me a significant amount of money to be their spokesperson. What do you think? He said, well, you know, because you're my friend, I really don't want to tell you this, but they're full of crap. And I said, what do you mean? (laughs) You know, I was like, come on, dude, stop hating, right? He said, well, I'm going to tell you this. They're very disorganized. They are going to do X, Y, and Z. And if you were to get involved, you really need to speak with your legal counsel about doing it and et cetera, et cetera. Now, I met met with these people. Quite naturally, they asked me to speak at their event. They paid me. And I'm going, okay, Fernando said y'all are full of crap, but they paid me in cash to speak at this little event. I got got my money, and next thing you know, I was really feeling good. And everything he told me, these people were disorganized. They didn't have their stuff together. Some of what they were doing was violating, you know, certain uh, rights and what have you uh, in in terms of um, copyright infringements and, you know, uh, intellectual property rights. And I just went, okay. No, that is not the end of it, folks. So the next time I talked to him, uh, I told him that um, I wanted to get uh, this house, and, you know, after mother passed, I had all this identity theft, credit issues, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, he said, you're going to get your house. You're going to get your house in a few months. Two months later, I was moving in. Um, just, Just I could go on and on. Now, let me add this to the Pope, to the porridge. There's a lady who is deceased. Her name was Lois Louise. She likewise was gifted in the same way that our guest this evening was. She told me how my career would go. Now, mind you people, you're talking to a guy that at 30, I just knew I was going to be still in the entertainment industry producing groups. For those of you that don't know it, I used to, I produced everybody from Luther Van Gross to The Temptations. I mean, all of this on tour. So I thought that was my thing. And this lady told me, she said, you were going to have a role almost somewhat ministerial. And if any of you knew me in the days of my whoredom, you would have known me, him, ministerial. Yeah, right. But anyway, I was laying on some hands, all right, but not that way. So, and then that I would be very spiritual and I would do this and do that and You know, I would be nationally known, and I would write books. At that time, ladies and gentlemen, I did not have an opposition to reading, but writing and reading books was not on my list of things to do this week. I'm here to tell you. So I did all of that, and I'm saying all of that to say this. I did not believe in many of these spiritual gifts. I didn't believe that people could talk in tongues. I thought if you were talking in tongues, you would have gotten hold of some bad weed or some cheap liquor. You know, 
I, that's, I swear that's what I thought. I did not believe that you could touch someone and bring them uh, back from the dead. Well, let me tell you guys, none of this made up. I, my mother, I got the phone call when uh, I was at University of Houston. Uh, Mr. Young, your mother just passed away. So, Mr. Young, I, I'm crying. I go and pack, catch a plane, go to the airport. So now keep a timeline now. That's 45 minutes. Then I get to the airport. The plane leaves another hour, 45 to 50 minutes in the air, another hour to drive from Dallas to Fort Worth where my mother lived. And the woman had been dead going on five hours. I walked in. The hearse was there to pick up a body. A police car was in the front. You know, they have to come pronounce you dead. I closed the door and prayed over my mother. I am not making this up, people. The woman came back to life and lived another week. Now, here's how you know I'm really telling you the truth. About three or four days later, mother lived another week after that happened. Now, let me add this so you can really just go in shock value right now. The woman was incontinent, meaning she was wearing diapers. My mother could not walk up the hall. She was so feeble at that point she couldn't even use a walker. When Nita Young walked up and down that hall, she did not use her walker, and we had conversations that you would never believe. My mother lived another week, and then she passed away again. But the proof of that is one night I got scared to go back there and check on her because I was thinking, kind of like some of you guys are thinking right now, who in the hell is in that room? You know, that woman was dead. I know she was dead. And it scared. Now, this is the woman that raised me that, you know, my adopted, I'm an adopted child. She's actually my second cousin. But she's the woman that raised me, the only mother I, I knew uh, most of my life. So that is some. And then this talking in tongues thing, I didn't believe that at all. Well, folks, let me give you a hint. Guess who talks in tongues? You got it, me. So, you know, I mean, and I was doing it when I got that gift. I was doing some really interesting behavior with a particular woman, and I was in her shower and just started doing it. And I called my fraternity brother, who was a neurologist, and I said, yo, frat, look, man, I can't tell nobody this. I was in the bathroom, started babbling. And, you know, he said, you did what? And I said, no, I'm not kidding, man. I'm, I need to come get a CAT scan or some dog. I need to know what's going on with me. And he said, is there anybody in your family that's very prayerful or spiritual? And I said, well, everybody. He said, you may have the gift of tongues. And I was like, you got the gift of weed. Something is wrong with you. I hung up the phone. Later, I kept doing it and still do it and don't know how. But when I do it, I'm going to tell you this, folks. And this show is not about being religious. So if, if some of you are getting like, oh, Lord, here he goes. No, it's not about that. Being honest, the reason why I brought Fernando on is because there are some people like me and like you that if we could get such a plug-in from the other side of the room, as I like to call it, wouldn't it be a blessing to us? Wouldn't it be a blessing to have somebody give you some information that you probably otherwise would never get? Of course it would. Don't even lie. Now, some of you, you don't want to know. Some of you don't want to have a fathomable clue about what's going to happen. Well, that's you. I want to know. I'm here to tell you, child, I'm just as nosy as hell, and I want to know what may be taking place in my life because I don't want to be caught slipping. Or if it's something bad, like I could die, hell yeah, I want to know because I want to change that. I want to stop eating 
them pig feet and chitlins. I don't eat that crap, but you know what I'm getting at. So what we're going to do is two things today. Uh, I'm going to talk to Fernando about his gift. I'm going to talk to Fernando about how you can spot whether or not you have, because all of us, whether you want this or not, we have this gift. And it's just a matter of tuning into your own spirituality uh, to bring it out. Now, you know, Fernando has this gift, and he's been working to perfect it most of his life. But, you know, all of us in some way have been given such a gift, and all of us in some way have the ability to bring manifestative change into our lives, believe it or not, by tapping into what God has for us. Uh, the reason why he put uh, many prophets and what you know we use in modern terminology to be psychics on this planet is because we have been given the ability, the divine ability, to have things happen. Now, I want to just, while I'm talking about this, some people have uh, this maladapted definition of what psychic abilities are. So let me tell you what it means, at least in one dictionary. A person, person who supposedly speaks by divine inspiration, especially one through whom a divinity expresses uh, his will. Another one is a person who predicts the future. Another one is a spokesperson for a doctrine. Okay? So that is the definition of a prophet. Now, in the Islamic religion, I'm going to name, I'm going to just name some of the prophets. Enoch, Noah, uh, Selah, Abraham, Ishmael, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Moses, Aaron, Ezekiel, David, Solomon, Elias, Elisha, Jonah, Zechariah, John. And in the Christian Bible, there's so many, but uh, I'm just going to name the big four. You know, the big four. Isaiah. He is considered to have the greatest influence on Jewish and Christian theology. Jeremiah was almost as famous as Isaiah. Uh, a lot of what he prophesied was not what you wanted to hear. It was like typically gloom and doom, but my boy had it. And then the book of Lamentations, I read that. That just shook me to the core. Uh, then Ezekiel, and we won't even get into Daniel. Uh, which a lot of you remember him being thrown in the lion's den. You remember Daniel? Okay, he was a huge and major prophet. And, you know, also there was people like Nathan. So we have had prophetic utterance available to us since mankind started recording known history. And I won't even get into the fact, but as you know, in the Asian tradition and the African tradition, um, and even in uh, South America and the Canadian North with the Eskimos, they are just tail upon tail upon tail of people with prophetic gifts. So here's the next one. We're not going to turn my show into something weird tonight. So don't be calling you to me. I want some numbers to win the lottery because I am going to drop you like a bad habit. But if you want to speak with Fernando Marone, it, with the phone lines are lit up right now, so hopefully you'll be able to get through. The number is 646-478-5610, 646-478-5610. 
press the number one, and you will get to ask him one or two questions. Don't ask anything stupid, please. Uh, you may not know it's stupid, so if it is, I'll let you know it's stupid. Uh, but, again, 646 478-5610, and I'm going to bring Fernando on right now. So here we go. Fernando Morone, how are you tonight, sir? Hey, my friend, how are you? I am just so excited. Man, let me tell you, um, I, they say that sometimes when you talk about controversy, the the people involved become so controversial. As a matter of fact, I just want you to hear this America, Canada, the UK. Oh, my friends in England, I do not know what time I come on there, so hopefully you found out. But anyway, here's the thing. They they have killed people for having and utilizing gifts that connect with spirit. One of the most famous of these people is Jesus Christ. You know, mm-hmm. they accused him of being a sorcerer, a witch, uh, Socrates. They cut his head and his hands off and set him at the gate. So, Fernando, how has it been for you having this gift of clairvoyance, discernment, and prophecy all of your life? You know, I think, honestly, you know, I know you call it a gift, and, and by all means, you know, call it a gift. But for me, it's more of a, it's just another instinct that I've developed over time that I think each and every one of us have. Um, you know, the, the reason why I ever developed my gift was because I asked a question many, many, many years ago. Uh, there was this show I used to watch called Star Trek Voyager, and some people who are Star Trek fans would know this show. And in the show, there was this uh, character, her name was Kess. And Kess had come from, you know, a planet where everybody lived underground. Nobody, nobody had ever seen the sun. And so she was liberated from, from this underground uh, city and went on to explore the galaxy with these people on this ship. And one day she began to experience unusual phenomena in and around her. And so I, she began to explore herself and ended up developing psychic powers and abilities, telekinesis, you know, the ability to move things with your mind. And I thought to myself, that is so interesting. What if, and this was my question, and I actually I, I spoke to God because I, I was raised Catholic. So for me, God, having that connection with God was always a very personal experience. Um, I asked God, what, what, are, what is our potential? What are we capable of as humans, as you know, human souls here on planet? What are we capable of? And it wasn't until shortly thereafter that I began having experiences of my own that led to me developing myself as a quote-unquote psychic medium. And it, it, that's, that's where I got started, just simply asking the question, what are we capable of? And so for me, I don't really call it a gift. I call it... I call it a, 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 a skill that I've learned to develop because I've looked within myself, I've seen my own potential, and I see that potential in every one of us. And we are all connected, and no one can deny that. You know, mothers are connected to their children, sisters connected to each other, uh, some, some uh, couples are connected to each other in such an intense way, and that's because they've developed that bond with energy, that bond within themselves. And so we're all connected by energy. I've just learned how to tune in to certain frequencies or types of energies and figure it out what they mean and, and, and make sense of it all. When you get these images or, you, or God communicates these things to you, 
What does that feel like? What does it look like? Because some of us are, some of my um, listeners are sitting right now, and they have these <laughs> gifts. And, you know, because yeah. I know of uh, John Edward, uh, Shelley Morgan. Teresa uh, Caputo, one of the latest. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All of these people uh, like you have these gifts, and most people fear people with these gifts, uh, needlessly so, but they do fear these gifts. So what is it like? I mean, are you just walking around and all of a sudden you get a picture all of a sudden, something happens, or you yeah. hear voices, what happens? Well, you know, a lot of people watch TV, and they watch movies, and they, that's what they expect. You know, and for a long time, that's what I expected, because when I first began developing this, it was very ordinary, it was very normal. And I'll actually tell you about my first experience that I've ever had. It was, um, we used to live in this old house, and we had this stove that was a hand-me-down, and it was an electric stove. And it was a stove where if you would turn it off, it really wasn't off until it was kind of turned the right way. And if you would put your hand over it, you would have to feel for the heat to make sure it was off. It was actually kind of dangerous. And so um, one day uh, my mom was gone, and I had gotten up, and I went to the kitchen looking for something to eat, like a fat kid would. Every 10, 15 minutes, I go to the kitchen, find something to eat. Go, you know, that thing we do where we walk into the kitchen, open the fridge, stare at it for a minute or two, trying to figure yeah. out if there's something in there. Then, and then, again, 10 minutes later, thinking that it's going to be different. And uh, so I went to the kitchen, and as I walked into the kitchen, what I saw was kind of like a memory. And you know when you think back to a memory, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a vision. It's something that you have in your mind, but it, it's, you know, it doesn't really have any any feeling in time. It's just there. And what I had was a memory. But this wasn't a memory of the past. This is a memory of the future. I didn't know it at the time. But what I saw was I saw the stove lit up on fire. I saw cabinets burning. And I saw the entire kitchen full of smoke. And immediately when I saw that in my mind, I thought, well, what, 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 you know, like any person, what would I do if that ever happened? Like if this was ever the scenario, what would I do? And I came up with a plan of action. And what I would do is I would run into the kitchen. I would hold my breath before I stepped in. I'd run up to the sink. I'd pull the, uh, the water hose out of the sink, and then I'd start to put, and then I'd go out to the side. And this was my plan because our house at the time, all the windows were, were barred up, so you could really get out through a window. And the other door was actually blocked, so you couldn't get out of it. So there was only one entrance and exit through, uh, through the house, and that was through the kitchen door. So this was my plan, and it made no sense to me, and I didn't even question it. I don't know why I didn't question it, but I thought to myself, oh, well, you know, this is, this is a solid plan. I'll stick with this. So a week, a week went by, and every day I would go into the kitchen and rehearse this plan, like nothing, you know, just a normal, everyday child thing, I guess. And Saturday came, my mom was gone, and uh, I decided to go make myself something to eat, and I, I cooked for myself so many times. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't like anything different. And I turned off the stove, and I remember, it, I remember myself turning it off. And the, the, we had an alarm in the kitchen, and it always went off because some dummy decided that, you know, over the stove would be the best place for a fire alarm. But um, every time we cooked, it would go off, so I didn't think nothing of it. I went to the bedroom, and I sat there, and I began eating. And I started watching TV, and then in my mind, I heard a voice. Now, this voice didn't sound like, you know, hi, Fernando. You know, it didn't sound anything like that. It was, it was, it was the voice that you're hearing right now coming out of my mouth, that, that's the same voice I heard in my head. It was my own voice. And it said, 
Fernando, go to the kitchen. And I sat there and thought to myself, well, no, why should I go to the kitchen? I don't really want to go to the kitchen. And it said it again, Fernando, get up and go to the kitchen. And I said, no, I don't want to go to the kitchen. I want to sit here. And I started arguing with his voice. I want to sit here and enjoy my food. I don't want to go to the kitchen. So after, after uh, about a minute of me arguing with myself in my head, I said, fine, because it had become so loud and persistent that I said, I've got to get up and go to the kitchen. So I got up and I went to the kitchen. As soon as I walked into the kitchen, sure enough, it was the exact vision that I had had only prior. And the first thing, you know, you see this, you're like, oh, my God, what do I do? What do I do? And the first thing I did was my plan. It, it, it just, like, hit me like nothing. Like, this, I have planned this. I know what to do. And it's exactly what I did. I held my breath. I ran in. I grabbed the hose. I put out the fire, which was a grease fire. And normally, your grease fire actually gets worse with water, but it went out. And then I went out to the side door. Now, had I not had this plan in action, I probably would have either suffocated from the, uh, from the smoke because it was so dark in there. All I could see were the flames. And I couldn't even see the hose. I had to fill around for it. Um, had I not wow. had this plan, I probably would have suffocated and died or burned in that house. So see, this is the why first I believe time. God. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. That's why I believe that God gives us prophetic utterance. And that's why... You know, we get, people hear the term psychic, and it's because people have perverted it so much that, right. who, you know, like we pervert everything else. But we have a caller from area code of, uh, well, yeah, I'll give this because your number ends in 1499. Your number ends in 1499. You're coming on live right now. Hi, this is Dr. Young. Please turn your radio on your computer down because we're getting some bad feedback. Okay, oh, call sorry us about that. Four nine nine. Hi, what's your name? Roz. Okay, Roz, you're on with renowned psychic Fernando Maroon. Go ahead and ask him your question. Hello, Hi, Roz. how are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm well. Okay, good. so um, a couple of weeks ago, um, me and some girlfriends were just hanging out, and I just started receiving like these visions of the things that were going on with them. And I, I just want to know, okay, uh, am, am I? I mean, do I need? What do I need to do? What's going on with me? <laughs> okay, so what, what, what were the vision? What you said you were receiving visions of? of... Um, like you know, you, you you're hanging with your friends, you're talking about stuff that's going on, and oh, yeah. um, and, and and one friend, she was like, okay, so uh my daughter, and I just started talking about her kids, what they're going to do, mm-hmm. what they need to watch yeah. out for. And yeah. then the next thing you know, she gets real quiet, and she's like, well, I just had this incident with her yeah. like last week. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's going on with me? So let me tell you this. Okay, so remember I said everybody has this, has this ability. I don't want to call it a gift because it makes it, like, unique and individualistic, and I don't want to place myself on a pedestal or on a platform. I'm just like you. I'm another human being who has the same capacity that you do. So the difference is I've just spent some time learning how to use this, and what is happening is during that moment when you gave her your attention, when you, when you were listening to her, not only were you listening with your, your ears, but you were listening with your heart. And the human heart, the soul's heart, the spirit's heart is the most connective energy that we can share with each other. And so what you did is in trying to help and trying to understand what was going on, your heart opened itself up to her life, to the energy of 
her world and her being, and information that was there, which was some future events, came to you and you connected that information and made sense of it in your brain. Now, she may have known some of this, but she may have not been open or receptive to receiving that, but because mm-hmm. you were in that, in that proximity with her and you were caring about your friend, this information began to, to, to make sense in your own mind, and that's how you were able to connect with it and help her with it. And so this, there's two things they're trying to tell you. They're trying to tell you that, A, you can do this, you have this ability, and, B, you can use it to help others with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I, I so like you know, yeah. yeah. And so what I would suggest to you to try to hone it or to, to increase it or to, you know, really understand it is meditation is very important to this because learning how to quiet your mind or just chill out enough that you're open on, on a level that you're not constantly thinking. Because, you know, as, as, as human beings, we think, we worry, we, have, we always have thoughts going on in our, in our brains. And you've got to right. kind of slim, slow that down and, and even shut it down if you can. Because when you do that, you're open and receptive to other things outside of yourself. And that's what you did in that moment. You opened up to something outside of yourself. So meditation mm-hmm. is important. And you don't have to sit, you know, you don't have to sit on the floor cross-legged Chinese peanut butter. You don't have to do that. No, it just, I mean, just taking a walk in nature for 10, 15 minutes and just sitting there and watching nature in all its glory, watching the skies just zoning out, that's a form of meditation. And also documenting what you experience, just having a journal and writing down what you feel or how you, how you think towards something and then date it. And that way you can go back and see when you've done this more consistently or regularly. And as you do that, You'll a because of meditation you'll become more receptive and sensitive and two because of documenting it you'll see how you're able to do this and you'll start to build the belief and you'll start to build your confidence and that's essential in building the skill is belief in it and the confidence to to actually utilize it. Ah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, Carla, thank you for your call. I want to make sure we can take some calls tonight. Thank you for that, and I appreciate your support. We love you madly. All right, uh, one thing that I want to say is uh, I'm going to give the number out again. It's 646-478-5610. That's 646-478-5610. After you dial the number, press 1. I'm going to put you live on the air with Fernando, and you can ask him a question about your stuff or what's going on around you or something like that intelligent question, which I really appreciated that we just got. In the meantime, Fernando, I want to go back to this. There are times when um, we allow our minds to be hijacked from fear or from the things that we really don't want to happen in life. Mm -hmm. How how do we distinguish emotional and mental hijacking from an importation that's divine. You know your power. You know yourself. You have to understand who you are. You have to choose who you are, and you have to know your power. And a lot of people, I mean, I, watch, I still watch some of these paranormal shows because they're funny or they're just interesting. And I actually am more scared from watching TV shows than I am from actually having these experiences myself. Um, but you have to know your power. And a lot of people walk in life disempowered, feeling like they, can, they have to place all of their strength onto something else or someone else. And they have the, the power to change everything in their lives. You know, there's a lot of people who have 
um, homes that have paranormal energy or activity, and then they're, they're, they're running to a priest to, to bless the home. And there's nothing wrong with that, but you have the power to do this yourself. I mean, God, you know, Christ himself said you have the ability to do this. You just have to step into that, that, that place. You have to own it. So you have to own yourself. You have to own your own power because in doing that, you know, someone comes across the street and they try to, they try to threaten me and they come, up to you, they come up to me all hunched over, you know, very, uh, sir, can you please, you know, maybe can you please give me your, your money? You know, I'm not going to really be afraid of them at all. I'm like, really? You really think you're going to get my money just coming up to me like that? But if someone comes across and they're like, hey, you need to give me your money. And then that there is a completely different energy. And that's because that person, even though they are in a negative place, in a negative place, they're owning that energy. They're owning their power. They know who they are in that moment. So you can turn that into a positive and own yourself. So your home is a sanctuary. It's a sacred space, uh, sacred place. You can own the power in your home. Same thing with your life. It's all about this law of attraction stuff. Walk around living your life, don't become a victim of everything. Own yourself. Own your power and know yourself. Okay, I've got another everything else. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, we've got another caller. Caller, you're calling from 7452 is the last four digits of your number. 7452. You are on the air live now. This is Dr. Young, and with whom am I speaking? Hello? Okay, caller, your number ends in 7452. We can't hear you, so I'm going to uh, try to call. Okay, hi, how are you? I'm good. How about yourself? I'm doing fantastic. Who am I talking to? My name is Sonia, Dr. Young. How are you? I am so blessed, Sonia. Uh, let me, uh, Fernando's on the line. Questions, yes. comments. Go ahead. I have a question for uh, Fernando. Fernando, um, I hear you say that it, you don't believe or your thoughts of it's not a gift. And the first question would be, why do you feel like it's not a gift from God, per se? Well, I think everything in life is a gift. So, but as far as it being like an individual, you know, I, a lot of people have gone through, a lot of people have made a lot of money off of this, and a lot of people have placed themselves in positions of power or on pedestals because of this ability. And that's because they've used it to, to elevate themselves above others. But I don't consider, you know, someone who has an amazing voice, you know, that I don't see it as a gift. I see it as an ability that you – some of us are a little more tuned. Some of, us, some of us are a little better at jogging or running miles. Some of us have better singing voices. But we all have the ability nonetheless. We can all do it. So to say that it's, it's a gift – that only I have and others don't, I don't like that because I don't want to disempower someone. To say that I have the gift of elevating my ability to utilize it, then that's what I would say, then it would be a gift because I have learned to utilize it a little more uh, finely than someone else who just doesn't pay attention. Okay, and uh, one, more, uh, well, one more question and a quick comment. Sure. Two, do you have the ability to speak in tongues? You know, I've... I, I, I grew up as a Catholic, and I never really understood what that was until I had family members who were born, uh, you know, they went and were born again, and then they mm-hmm. would speak in tongues. And I didn't understand that at all. I thought, well, that's just weird. You know, I, I don't understand what that is. As I've gotten older, I understand the concept, um, and my understanding of tongues is basically when you connect with God and you connect to that pure source of energy, 
then before you is channeled energy and information that not everyone can understand because it's so pure in essence and it's beyond our ability to comprehend things. That's how I've come to understand it. But as far as doing it myself, I've never been able to do that. Now, here, well, let, me, let, me, let me twist that on you a little more. I am what we uh, term as a healer. So not only am I also a psychic channel or a psychic healer, but I also am able to do Reiki, which is a form of hands-on healing. And the way that I do that is I speak with someone, I let them know that I am not God, I am not Christ, I am not even trying to be that. What I am is just an interpreter or a connector. What I'm going to do is connect them with their God source, with whomever they choose to connect with. And I believe it comes from a higher, from a pure place of love and light. And so I just place my hands on their bodies in a systematic position, and what they receive is that pure connection. And I'm just simply acting as a go-between. But that's it. That's it. That's my only job. It's just to make the link. So that's the closest thing to something like that that I would say I do do. Okay. And just to close in a comment, I thank you for your time and for sharing with us. And I just wanted to say for those who... Uh, not religious, but more spiritual in a sense that all of us have a gift, I I do believe, especially a gift of discernment, just for me, myself. I wouldn't consider myself a prophetess, but there's things that I can see and sense that because of the relationship that I have with Christ, that he'll show me certain things. Now, can I go and lay hands on someone they be healed? Yes. As long as they believe and I believe and I have faith, it happens. So I guess for those, and I know Dr. Young always talks about those religious fanatics out there. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about the ones that are spiritual, for those who actually speak in tongues and understand the word of God, and we can lay hands and we can do things of that nature. And I understand about perfecting it. I know for me, I haven't perfected it, but I know it's there. And it does. It's a scary, sometimes it's a scary place because you're like, okay, God, what did you just say to me? And then you turn around and then something happens or someone says something to me. So I just want to thank you for sharing, but I also want to uh, those folks that, you know, could possibly be listening about uh, the actual spiritual side of how um, um, things will happen as well. So thank you for your time. Thank you, Sonia. Yeah, that, I can tell you that is one of the things that I find most amazing, Fernando, is you are so humble. Uh, and that's one reason why I will quickly put the label, because I've had, I have people that I know that hold themselves out to be these psychics, and I'm this mm-hmm. and I'm that. And I've never seen, not one time have I ever seen you, and I have now known you for several years, operate out of anything other than love and kindness and really projecting pure, unjudgmental, non-condemning love. And I think that's just a beautiful mm-hmm. thing, and, and it, uh, is, that is more godly than anything, is when we can love other people without bias and compromise. I'm going to give this number out again. It's 646-478-5610, 646-478-5610. Once you dial that number, press 1. If you're, already in, if you're listening to us by phone from somewhere on the North American continent or in Canada, just press 1. It will automatically put you in the queue. Um, something I wanted to say, Fernando, is that this is such a special thing that um, that you've been given it, and I'm and I will. I'm going to just not to go against what you're saying. I am going to call <laughs> no, it's it okay. a gift. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to call it a gift, man. Because in my opinion, 
Uh, that's exactly what it is. I think that throughout the corridors of time, God has chosen certain people. And, and this is why I wanted to have you on my show. And I have these people that are constantly telling me they've got these gifts and I'd like to be on your show. And I'm like, hell to the no, you are not coming on my show with that, my dad, uh, that witchcraft or whatever it is you folks are oh, yeah. doing. But, <laughs> yeah, but the truth of it is, is that it's because you are so humble. And because, you know, and, and I'm not comparing you to Jesus. So I know somebody listening to this said, oh, did he just compare him to Jesus? No, I'm not comparing <laughs> him to Jesus. But yeah. Jesus yeah. walked in the spirit of humility and love. And he also walked in the spirit of servitude and being willing to help people. And, and every great prophet has had this, but, but because the more benevolent they were, the more persecuted they were, the more yeah. humble they were, the more people had the tendency to judge and condemn them. How have you yeah. dealt with people that were ignorant as of being a beer bottle as it relates to wanting to judge you because you've been given this phenomenal gift, in my opinion? You know, I have to see it. You know, there's my human self where just a few days ago I actually had a, a well-known reporter for Channel, I think it was Channel 11, um, criticize my work and, and saying that I was of the devil or what I was doing was against God not knowing anything about me, just criticizing me based off of the title. And I think it's just funny because this person has never met me. They don't know what I do. They don't know how I try to help people with this and how I've spent my life trying to understand God in all its greatness and all its glory. Um, and I have to, that's my human self. Sometimes I get caught up in it and I'm like, well, you know, what a jerk. You know, it's like, well, you know, whatever. You know, he can suck it. But then there's my oversoul, or what I call my higher self, myself that knows and understands things from a bigger, more spiritual perspective. And many, many years ago, I asked God, you know, why do we have religion? If you have all these religions in the world, and, never, and not one can get it perfectly right, I mean, you know, there have been so many tragedies done in all religions, underneath the, the scope of all religion, you know, why is that? Why do we not just have one faith or one thing that everyone can agree upon and not everyone has to be fighting over? And the, re the message I, w I got was, look, Fernando, religion was never meant to be the it-all, be-all, no-all. I have a relationship with each and every one of you. Religion has only been put there to get you from point A to point B. You all need shoes to walk in, and for some people, some shoes fit well and some shoes don't. And when the shoes, the shoes don't fit well, you're, you're free to choose other shoes. You're free to, you know, go and use something else. Some people don't need them. Some people walk barefoot. But religion is only meant to get you from point A to point B. And so some people are afraid. They live in a state of fear. Some people, they, they want to understand, but they don't know where to go. And so for those people, you know, there's religion. There's, there's a different a specific form of faith. And I don't believe that any religion is wrong. I and mean, everyone has their own cup of tea. Everyone is free to choose what they want. For me, I choose to have that direct connection with God, and God will let me know in one way or another whether I'm on the right and going in the right direction or I'm not, because I have enough faith in my connection and in my relationship with God. But for me, religion is only meant to be, you know, something to get you closer to God, not to take away from Him. So I try not to see it from the human perspective, but sometimes I get caught up in it. 
You know, when you say that, I went on this quest. I remember my father um, would not let me go outside on Sunday if I didn't go to church. I mean, I couldn't ride my bike. He was like, if you can't get up and go to church, you're not going nowhere today. And I I remember I was raised in Catholic school. I was brought up in a Baptist church by uh, Reverend Mitchell. That man was crazy as I don't know what. But all of the things that I have seen on Sunday, and and I will go ahead, I don't like to wear this title. I'm an ordained minister, you know, and uh, and people will say, you're an ordained minister. Well, did not just hear you say, damn it. Well, damn it, yes, you did if you say damn it. You know, or they will say, well, back when I did drink, because now I don't drink or smoke. Uh, so they would say, well, did you just drink a margarita? And I'm like, well, Jesus turned water <laughs> to wine at a wedding. Did it, I mean, what's the deal here? And, and the yeah. truth be told is that on Sunday morning, it is the most segregated place in, in most countries is the church. On Sunday morning, there are more lies and hypocrites being shared and, and uh, socializing with one another because we are supposed to, as people, operate in a spirit of love and non-judgment, a spirit of compassion, a spirit of altruism uh, with a willingness to help and to be mindful not only of the environment in which we live, but our contribution to that environment verbally, behaviorally, and what have you. As you use this gift, have you had someone come to you wanting to use your gift for selfish gain? And if so, give us an example. Um, you know, yes and no. Uh, most people who come to me and they try to use it in, in a negative way, which, you know, some people who have they gone through, they've gone through breakups, they want to know what every horrible thing is going to happen to their ex. And, you know, I have to tell them, look, we're not here to talk about your ex. I can tell you what has happened in the past from what I understand it, but we're here to talk about you moving forward because you can't get stuck here. You're going to spend the rest of your life being bitter and miserable because you want to see your your ex suffer for something that is holding you here and you can move on with your life and really experience great things. I actually just had a client come, uh, come to see me a couple weeks ago and uh, she was just, she felt something was wrong in their relationship, but she couldn't, she couldn't put her finger on it. And she, they, they've been together for about two years and uh, she actually was a virgin, believe it or not, before they got together and she gave him all of that. And so she felt something wasn't right. And so I told her that I felt he was seeing someone else, that as time went on, they've grown apart, and now he was seeing other people. And I actually felt like he was physically having sex with other women. And she just, she just couldn't believe it, but she wasn't dismissing it either. So she came back a week later, and she said, well, she'd given it more thought, and she felt like maybe there was something to it, and if I could tell her about specific times and dates. And, you know, she really wanted to know about him. And I said, look, this is what I see. This is what I see. But you really need to stop getting so fixated on him because if you feel like something's wrong, you need to follow that instinct. Just because I'm saying this to you doesn't mean that I'm 100% right or accurate. I'm not infallible. You know, I'm not infallible. I'm like the weatherman. You know, the weatherman can give you a forecast for what's going to happen that day. But we all know they're not always right. And sometimes they're completely off. And so the best thing that you should do when you go see a psychic or a medium is if, the, if, if they say it might rain today, don't spend your, spend your life locked away in the closet and don't go out and live your life. Just take an umbrella. Make a simple adjustment. Take an umbrella. What she did after she left my uh, office was she went directly to her boyfriend's house, and she found him in bed with another woman. 
So, you know, it, it, she followed her instinct, even though I gave her all this, all this feedback that was supporting her own instincts, she still went with what she felt. And that's the most important thing. Follow your, your own connection. Follow your own comprehension of what is happening in your life. Wow. I'm, we've got some line jams because uh, all of these things are lit up. I'm going to give this number out. Hopefully you can get through. It's 646-478-5610, 646-478-5610. Press 1, and hopefully uh, the, well, the light will come on and your call can get through. I'm going to take one, possibly two more callers if possible. I'm going to clear the queue and just uh, try to get these calls um, rerouted through. We, the lines are totally lit up and packed right now. Uh, Fernando, the thing that uh, amazes me most about what you do and how you do it is that my belief is God uses your gift to heal so many people. Wow, I just cleared these lines and they just lit. All right, instead of, whoa, okay, I'm going to try to take these calls in order. I'm going to try to take at least three of you because I know you guys have been holding. I see a couple for for an hour and over. So uh, if your number ends in 6336, if your number ends in uh, 3685, and if your number ends in 6864, I will be taking your call in that order. Right now, caller from 6336, you are on with Fernando Maron. Hello, caller. Three six, you can speak up your own right now. All <laughs> right. Can you hear me? Okay, we're gonna go ahead. Sorry about that. I don't mean to hang up on you. Caller <laughs> from uh Eric Code four zero eight ending in eight five. You're on with Fernando Marone. Hello. Well, my name is Hi. Hey. Yes, I can hear Hi. you. Who am I speaking with? And uh, this is Cookie Pauling. Hi, and, how are uh, you tonight? I'm good, and I would like to thank both of you gentlemen for grateful insights tonight. I'm glad I tuned in. And uh, I just wanted to have, ask a question. I have some uh, future plans, and I'd like to know how does Fernando feel about what I'm trying to do for the future. You said you had two trips planned? I, no, I have a business plan. Oh, you have a business plan. Okay, got it. <laughs> okay, so yeah. you have a business plan. Okay, so here's the thing. Um, okay, what is business? So okay, now this business plan, what I feel is going to happen is you're just basically going to roll around with it for the remainder of the year, and then you're going to come up with kind of a more owned version of this business plan, and you're going to start to pursue some portion of it in about January or February. But here's what's interesting. I feel like around February or March of next year, you're going to meet someone with a very similar vision or someone who's already begun the groundwork for this business, and then you guys are going to collaborate or work as partners in building this and turning this into something more than you've than you were possibly planning on. So I feel like during the rest of the year, it's kind of like you rolling with this kind of sorting out some of the, the minor details, but then towards the beginning of next year is when I see it actually becoming a, a physical thing, and then February, March is when you collaborate with someone else that you meet, and I think that's God sent because it's like, hey, 
we know that you're not going to be able to do everything you want to do on your own. We're going to send you someone who can help you. So I, this is how I feel about this. Well, I would like to tell you, you are absolutely right to where I'm at. Because right now, I, I've got to focus on crunching the numbers and putting all the little details. Got it nice and crossing teeth. And, uh, yeah, I really appreciate that. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, you know, okay. it's, I go ahead, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, Fernando. You know, I, sometimes when we want something in life, we always believe or expect it to just come the way we've asked for it. And it, it's, like a, it's like a child with a parent, the parent being God. When you say, Mommy, Mommy, I want, you know, I want ballet, I want to be a ballet dancer, I want to be a ballet dancer, your mother's not going to immediately turn you from one, you know, from one place to another and you're immediately a ballet dancer. It doesn't work that way. But what she's going to do is she's going to start to come up with a plan to get you to where you want to be at because you want to do it so badly. So God in its infinite nature, God is going to come up with a plan that works better than yours because there are factors involved that you cannot see or understand, and so things will come to you that will assist you on your goal. You just have to be open and receptive to it. Yeah, yes, uh, uh, I, I really appreciate this, but because uh, I was one of those who, young, I knew some force greater than myself was assisting me in life, but it actually got stopped out of me as you think you know too much, you talk too much. And uh, it, it, it's nice to know uh, at 60 I can go back to the Heavenly Father and say, okay, I'm ready now. You know, I yeah. want to know the God of the creator of my youth, you know. So mm-hmm. I, I'm excited about uh, this year and both you know, input is It's just like circling real, you know, that yeah. I know and, I, and where I've been in life. Well, thank you, Paula. I appreciate your call, yeah. and I love you so much. We're going to take a uh, we've got we're going to take a couple of callers. My producers have told me that we are going to run this show probably five minutes over because the lines are just totally lit up. So uh, you guys hang in there. I'm going to actually try to get at least three or four of you on air. Now I'm getting ready to bring on a caller. Area code three one three. The last uh, three numbers of your phone number is eight six four. Area code 313. The last three numbers are 864. Right now, you're live. This is Dr. D. Yvonne Young, and with whom am I speaking? Hello, caller. Area code uh, number ending in 864 at area code 313. Can you hear me? Okay. I'm going to call back in. I cannot hear you. Okay, we're going to go to our number ending in 6336, 6336. You're on with Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Hello? Hi, yes, can you this hear is Angela. Can you guys hear me? Hi. How are, yeah, we can hear you fine. How are you tonight, dear? I'm good. How are you guys? Oh, we're doing good. great. What's your question or <laughs> comment for Fernando? So my question for Fernando is I've been um, – going through so many different things relationship-wise. Um, I recently got into a new relationship about six months ago. I just want to know, should I stay or should I go? So, you know, I can't tell you. First, you know, a lot of people come and see me, and they, they want me to answer. They're, they're just, they want me to give them a cho- They want me to tell them what to do. And 
I always tell them, like, it's not my job to tell you what to do. I can just tell you what I see happening. I can tell you from experience what I think you should do, but I'm going to tell you what I see happening. It's ultimately your choice as to what you decide to do. And you can either move up the timeline or you can, you know, elongate it. It's up to you. But this is what I see for you. And I'm sorry, what was your name again, love? Angelica. Angelica. Oh, beautiful name. Okay. Angelica. So what I see happening is I see towards, let's see, so we're in, September, we're in uh, July, September, October, September. In and around the end of October, early November, I actually see this relationship coming to its natural conclusion. It's just going to naturally just fall apart. It's not going to be sustainable. Um, and the reason why is because I feel like the person you got into a relationship with is actually very different in comparison to what you were expecting. And I feel like they just weren't who they really, who you really expected them to be, and as time goes on, you're seeing more and more and more of it. And I almost feel like this person may even be very argumentative. So I don't know if you guys tend to argue a lot more, or it's just getting worse, or this person's becoming more um, uh, aggressive. But I feel this this person not agreeing on a lot of things with you. Um, as time goes on, I feel like towards end of October, early November, that this is just going to fall apart. Um, but I don't want you to feel like there's nothing coming to you because in and around the summer of next year, someone else does come into your life. And I want you to take things slowly. I, I, there's this, I feel like you have a plan. You know what you want. You know what you're going to do when you have a relationship. And it's like you want to like throttle forward as quickly as possible whenever you get into a relationship and you start to assess it. And, and score it, and then that's when it starts to, you know, have issues. Um, I feel like the relationship that comes up next year in, in or around the summertime, so this is June or July, that'll be the potential to have a lasting, healthy relationship. But I want you to take it slow because you need to really learn to appreciate that person for who they are and stop measuring them in comparison to what you want them to be. Oh, my gosh. Like, you're so right on the money. It's scary. I'm getting goosebumps right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, um, it's like, wait, wait. go ahead, go ahead. I think it's like, um, so when you said that he was a, a kind of aggressive, it's just that he's so needy, and it's like it's overwhelming because I'm not that person. I'm yeah. very like, self-sufficient, self-sustaining, and I do kind of my own thing. I mean, I'm a single mom, three kids. I don't really have time yeah. for the neediness, so Yeah. crazy. Said that. Well, needy people start to fight when they don't get what they want, and they start to argue, and they start to create drama because they want. It's like a child. I want to be fed. I want to be fed, and you're like, oh, I got two kids. I already have enough children in my life. You know. The same thing today. Like the same words that you just said. I just said that today. It's like really creepy. Yeah. And <laughs> well. <laughs> wow, Angelica, don't be surprised. Uh, I'm going to tell you. I have seldom seen a gift operate at the level that Fernando's gifts operate at. Uh, thank you for your call. And I've got, I'm going now to a caller. Uh, the, the last four numbers end in 9930. That's 9930. Caller, you're on the air. How are you? Hi, guys. Okay, so uh, can you guys hear me? Yes, yeah. we can hear you. Hello? Go oh, ahead. Okay, okay. Uh, my name is my name is Faye, and um, here's what's going on. My ex from five years ago has just resurfaced in my life in the midst of the separation of my marriage, and I just want to know if you can see his intentions towards me. 
So I'm kind of worried about this because the minute you said your ex, I saw bars in my mind. I don't know if he's ever been in trouble with the law or he's ever uh, gotten in trouble or maybe done some time, but I see bars. And so that right away brings up a caution sign for me because I would not want you to be in a, I would not want you to get into a relationship with someone who's going to have legal or um, or um, legal or, or in prison pro, you know, prison problems. And so here's the thing: I almost feel like he's just desperate for any kind of connection at this point. And it's almost as if an old connection is better than trying to do the hard work for a new connection. I actually feel like he's just gotten out of a relationship himself. And so it's almost like he's jumping from relationship to relationship. And the minute that you came available is the minute that he's like, okay, I'm down. Let's make this happen. But it's almost like you should, you, you, you shouldn't be anyone's like, uh, he shouldn't, you shouldn't have to, have someone settle for you. You should be someone's like, oh, I want to be with her. She's just an amazing person. Not, oh, I'll settle for her because I just want to be with someone who I know I can, I can get along with or I know I have a connection with. That's not good enough for me. So I don't right. know if it's good enough for you. Right. But I, I don't think that they're so. coming after you because they really want to be with you. I think it's just a, an opportunity for them to connect with someone that they've already established that with, and, it, and it's easier than trying to do something new. Gotcha. I, okay, I can definitely sense that. Can I ask one more question? <laughs> sure, sure, go ahead. Okay, so um, a few years ago, I'm not a real religious person. Uh, a few years ago, I ran into a prophet, and he told me that I was to have this huge ministry. Um, I was too embarrassed and too shamed to, like, get him, you know, to ask him to elaborate, and I was wondering <laughs> if you had any idea what the ministry pertained to. Okay, so I love it. I love it when people give people uh, messages and they don't tell them what to do with it. It's like you know, you know, here you go. You know, look for the light. Look for the light. Oh, honey, I wake up every day and see the sun. What you want? What you're trying to tell me? You know, it's like be more specific. So it, um, in ministry, I would say yeah, in the form of ministry, but it's actually um, at some point you're going to be working with a group of, of like teenagers or young people. So it's either people trying to um, trying to move past. Um, they're trying to move either past some sort of addiction or they're trying to move past some sort of behavior that's not normal or natural for them. So it would be like either people who have had issues with addiction or people who have had issues with, um, with um, uh, like being violent against others or whatnot. And so what you're going to be is you're going to be a form of facilitator. So you're going to either be working with a within a type of religious organization or within a type of um, f- facility that specifically targets these kinds of people. And so you're going to help with this. Now, did you go, did you, did you deal with psychology or anything in, in school? <laughs> um, I didn't, I, I did not. Um, I was undecided as to what to do in school, but what I can tell you is that um, I had a chance to work at the Star of Hope a few years ago, mm-hmm. and um, a friend of mine actually works there now. And I'm just so encouraged by what he does for those kids. I was just like, mm-hmm. look, if you need anything, let me know. Yeah. Well, you know, well, hang on a minute. So I don't for know our if that's it or. No, no. Let me say this for our listeners. What you, for those of you that don't know, Star of Hope is a mission for abused women and people that have been in abusive relationships that have become displaced. So, uh, just putting it mildly, another home run out the park. But okay, go ahead. Sorry to interrupt you guys. 
Oh, no worries. Well, and, you know, honey, <laughs> let me tell you this. Whenever opportunities like that come up, it's not a missed opportunity. It's simply an opportunity. You're going to get another opportunity. Okay. So it may not be Star of Hope. It may be something different. So don't worry. It's going to come back up when it's time. You just have to be ready and take advantage of the opportunity. And, and just say FYI, I know someone who worked at the Star of Hope, and it's not an easy job. So it's, just, it's a lot of work. But <laughs> it's self-fulfilled, it's but it is a lot of work. Gotcha. That gotcha. is. Thank you, guys. You're welcome. All right. Thank you, Paula. I'm going to give this out, this number out one more time. My producers have said take an extra five minutes, so we're going to do just that. Uh, but my interest is in helping you guys. The number is uh, 646-478-5610. That's 646-478-5610. Press the number one right now if you have a question. Uh, for Fernando Moron, again, that number is 646-478-5610. It is rare and few and far between that people have the opportunity. I can tell all of our lines are totally lit up. It's so funny. We have so many lines into this program, and when they all light up, they jam. So uh, just press 1 if you've already pressed it and got kicked out of the queue. Press it again and we will try to get your call. Fernando, I am not surprised when I hear people um, turn around and say, you know, wow, that's just spot on. How does that, um, what does that do for you? Because I know oftentimes um, in my practice, which does not do what you do, but when I, I'll break situations down, okay, here we, the phones are lighting up again. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take this call. Area code 316, your number ends in 127. Area code 316, uh, you're, okay, they just dropped. I need you to try to call back in through area code 316. Uh, and we'll try to get you back on. So I'll finish my statement. Uh, it's, I know <laughs> when I have people that reach out to me, and I do diagnostics, which is not what you do. I have tests, and I have all of these batteries that help me to look beyond what someone is saying mm-hmm. and to, that give me a good defined view into why things are probably taking place in their lives. Do you get some type of stereographic view of what's going on with people? You know, the the closest thing to that I could say is that I see patterns. And in all the chaos, I see patterns. And I link the patterns together to form a story. Um, You know, whenever I'm talking to someone, just the even the the statement of something immediately builds a picture for me. And then as soon as I start to focus in on that picture, all of a sudden I start getting hits on insights that have nothing to do with that picture, but have helped to create it and to to carry it forward. So it's like when I see when I speak to someone, I'm immediately targeting into what's causing the underlying issue. What is it that's really keeping this person stuck in this loop of crappy relation after crappy relationship after crappy relationship? And what can they do to break it? Because I want them to move forward. I don't want them to stay stuck there. And it's my job to kind of diagnose that that uh, life system happening or that energetic system that's uh, going on so that we can move past it. Because I, I, I hate it when people get stuck in something and they don't know how to get out of it. Wow. Okay, let me give this number out one more time, 646-478-5610, 646-478-5610. I know the lines are jam-packed. Press 1 right now, and if you light up, I'm going to take this call. 
uh, take your call right now. Just press 1. It will put you back into the queue. Uh, if not, I, um, I will um, go ahead and have Fernando start giving out his contact information. Again, just press 1 at 646-478-5610. Okay, I've got several lines lit up. Area code uh, 936, your number ends in 52. You're on now with Fernando Marone. Hello. Hello, caller. Yes, hi. hi. Who am I talking to? Sharon. Hi, Sharon. You're on with Fernando. Go ahead. Um, I'm one of those people that should talk about stuck in this relationship cycle that needs a little guidance on help trying to get out. Yeah. So I'm going to say this right off the bat. You're expecting – it's like a long time ago you were in a relationship – well, I want to say it's actually linked to your parents. Um, it's almost like you said – was your father the kind of person where he pretty much, it was just a very sustainable thing? Like you saw your father just be there and that was it? There was nothing questioning that? Yes. Okay. Did you lose him? No. My father's still oh. here. My mother okay. is gone. Okay. The reason why I ask that is because whenever I see someone in this pattern, it's usually linked up to something that's happened with their parents. So I'm going to uh-huh. say that a long time ago, and I don't, and it felt like your father, but a long time ago, there was a male who basically you had established that this was going to be the way you were going to have a man in your life. He was going to be too stable. You were going to compare them to your dad, so you wanted the same thing, except you were picking people who had the, the, no characteristics whatsoever compared to your dad. So it's like you're picking the opposite of your dad. Um, and right. it's, almost like, it's almost like a lack of. So every time you get into a relationship, you start to compare them back, compare them back, compare them back, and they're never going to be as good as your dad. They're never going to be as stable or as uh, – ne- it's not going to be the same. It's not going to be the same. Right. So the first person you were in a relationship with kind of screwed up your, your relationships to come because you base everything off of that relationship versus the relationship that you had with your father. And so what you have to do, I, you're still bitter over that relationship, that very first relationship that, that started this whole chaotic mess is the one that you, you compare everything to now. And you're not comparing them to the one person in your life that would, would be the kind of person you would want to be with, which is your father. So in order to move past this little circle that you keep making, you have to let go of that first relationship, let go of everything that was done to you, forgive them, Mm -hmm. not because they deserve to be forgiven, but because you need to release yourself. And when I say let them go, that means don't talk about them anymore. Don't bring up what was done to you. Don't don't repeat your story over and over and over again. And whenever you, whenever you do go on a date with someone or you meet someone, don't compare them to that person. Try to use your father as an example. Don't try to compare them to that first relationship because that's the relationship you're trying to get away from. Okay. Okay. So let me tell you what I see for you because I want you, I want, there is hope for you, but I want you to understand that you have to get away from this because you're doing this to yourself. And I don't know, if, I mean, it, with D. Ivan's really great. He's actually talked about moving away from patterns and repeating mistakes. And you're in control of your life. You control your destiny. Nothing is ever set in stone. But you, right. keep, repeating the same, you keep repeating the same pattern because you're holding on to the same energy, that history. It's also uh-huh. very much a part of your life. So because I, I have kids with this person, and so. Right, right. So I would suggest, have you ever heard of The Secret? The Secret. The Secret, is that a book? Yeah. No, it's a, it, it's a book and a DVD, but I always suggest just watching the DVD, getting through it very fast. Okay. 
Okay, well, here's the thing. If you have a pen and paper, watch The Secret because it will teach you how you're affecting your own life. It will show you what you're doing and how you keep bringing back the same person type, the same energy type back into your life and you, that you want to get away from. So I would watch okay. that. And also, uh, there's a really good book out there by this woman. Her name is Ariel Ford, and it's called The Soulmate Secret. And what it teaches you is it teaches you how to look towards someone you would want to be in a relationship with versus mm-hmm. trying to get away from a type of relationship. Because right now, you're, you're, running away from a rela- you're running away from a type of relationship and you're only mm-hmm. running back into the same thing. So you don't want to go into the world dating or looking for a mate, running away from something because it will follow you. That energy will follow you. So you right. want to run towards something, not run away from something. Okay. Okay. Now, here's what I see happening for you. Um, it's going to be a little while, so there's, I don't see anything happening fairly soon. But at the end of next year, so what, we're in 2014-2015, at the end of 2015, early 2016, so let's say January 2016, about that period, I see, some, I see you connecting with someone who has the potential to become a long-lasting relationship, but it's not going to be an easy one. And the reason why I say that is because you still have a lot of healing and a lot of letting go to do right. with your previous relationships. And so if you don't let those go, they will repeat themselves in some form or fashion in your upcoming relationship. But if you stick with it and work through those issues, you will work past them and that person will become the kind of person you need them to be. So okay. it just it, you just have to stick with it and work through them instead of judging them and holding them in comparison to your past relationships. Right. But then so what you said something about my father, when you talk about father, I think about the man that raised me, and I didn't have a relationship with my actual biological father, okay. and that's a whole okay. other complex so there, that's situation, what I was talking and about. he is dead. Okay. Well, and that was, that's what I was talking to you about, Hunt. Because, you know, I, I'm talking about your biological father. Because even though you didn't know him, he had an effect uh-huh. in your life. Whether you know it or not, he had an effect in your life. And you're carrying that forward. Someone who isn't there for you, someone who is not there for you, someone who is not there for you. So even though uh-huh. you were raised by a man that you appreciate and enjoy, you still have that set in stone there for you. That is set in stone for you because you keep holding on to it, which is I... I was brought into the world by someone who is not there for me, and you uh-huh. still remember that as that. So you're going to have to go back and do some groundwork and release that into the okay. release that to God. If you release that pain to God, God will come in and fill it up with something better. Okay. Okay, honey. All right. Thank you. you. Oh, you're welcome. All right. Thank get you, those Carla. Books. Get those books. Yeah. All right. Get those books. I will. All right. We're going to take one more caller. Uh, Eric, uh, the last four digit is 7408, 7408. You are on with Dr. Young. Hi, who am I speaking with? You're speaking with Paula Kent. <clears throat> Paula Hi, Paula, you're on with Fernando. I'm going to go ahead and put you straight into him. Our time is running short. Go ahead, Paula. Okay. Um I am a single parent. I've raised my children. Um, I've repeatedly um, brought men into my life that were not men. I mean, they were like boys or not mm-hmm. responsible. As a result, I ended up with um, children, the baggage. Mm-hmm. And if I couldn't, if I, if, you know, they would rather be with me but not concerned about their children, which is a big turnoff to me. 
I felt uh, rejected for who I am. I couldn't be, you know, I felt like my kindness would be taken as a weakness. And uh, I have had to, you know, God has kept me celibate 12 years now. I was in uh, early 40, and I'm now 53, so yeah. um, I'm, I'm tired of waiting. You know, I want to share yeah. the love that I have. Okay, well, let me tell you right now, honey, God has not kept you celibate. You have kept yourself celibate. And so here's the thing. You're right. You're you, right. You, 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 have to, you have to establish a healthy sense of self, a, a, a healthy sense of self-esteem. You have to know your worth and your value. And you keep running to people hoping that they will see that and they will bring it out of you and they will, they will tell you what your own worth is, what your own value is. And that's mm-hmm. not what they're supposed to do. You're supposed to be in a relationship that complements how much you love yourself, not in a relationship that is supposed to provide for you what you're not willing to give to yourself. And so you have held yourself in the same pattern. And you need to get those same books that I gave the last lady because this is about you finding yourself worth. Until you find yourself worth, any relationship that you get into is not going to work, period. Okay. I'm starting to. I'm starting to. I mean, I, I think. Yeah. But, but no one, honey, no, you're walking in the street. No one's going to come out of a cloud and look at you and walk directly up to you and say, do you know how, how amazing you are? Do you know how wonderful you are? Will you please be my wife? No one's going to say that. No one's going to, like, in no way, no world, no how. It's not going to happen because you don't even feel that way about yourself. And so how do you expect the world to react? Everything in your world, everything in your life is a reflection of who you are and of your inner being. And your inner being is one of feeling like you're not worth anything, feeling like you've been taken advantage of, feeling like people do not have your best interests at heart. You believe these things. They're at the core of your being. So everything that you see on the outside is going to reflect that. Okay. 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 I really appreciate that. Yes. Yes. So until, until you do that work, I don't see anything in the picture for you. And, I, I mean, I, you know, you've got to do the work. If you do the work, then there's potential and someone can come in. But right now, I don't see anyone that's going to be coming into the picture who's going to lift you out of that. You've got to do that for yourself. Amen. Okay. Thank you. All right, honey bun, you're welcome. Okay. All right. Thank you. Fernando, um, I, I know this would go on for hours. I want to ask um, you to please share with people the information. How can they reach you? So the easiest way to reach me is through my website at Fernando Marone, that's F-E-R-N-A-N-D-O-M-A-R-R-O-N.com. You can check out my biography. You can check out, you know, what dates I have available. I do, you know, do readings for people. I have consultation time. So everything is available on my site, and you can even book your appointment on there. So that way it's like a hassle-free environment. You can just show up, and we can spend time together. But if you are unable to use the web, you can also contact me via phone at 832-813-9299. Repeat that number, Fernando. That's 832-813-9299. Okay, hey, man, thank you for uh, staying over. Uh, We actually ran this program over just because the phones were lit up so much, and uh, that always happens when I have you on this program, and I definitely want you to come back soon in the near future. uh, We love and appreciate you so much, and thank you for sharing your time with us this evening, Fernando. Thank you for having me. I had a lot of fun. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Now, let me say something to you people. Don't believe 
one thing. And don't believe that if you get a prophecy and you don't do your part, you know, faith without works is dead. Anything that God is going to give you requires that you participate in um, perfecting that gift. Fernando said over and over again uh, to a couple of the many callers we took this evening, you know, that no matter what, unless you do A, B will not happen. And I want you to know that. Uh, there's this thing, and, and I'm going to be talking about that on Wednesday's program, about uh, what you attract and how to attract things to you. You will only um, have come to you that which you emit. In other words, like is attracted unto itself. So whatever you are like, whatever you believe, whatever you conceive, that's what's coming your way. So Wednesday at noon, whatever you do, make sure that you tune into the program. And if you're at work and you can't tune in, because I'm not trying to get your butt in more trouble at work and get you fired, uh, all the programs are archived for your listening pleasure. Second thing, you can always come back to conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young on uh, Blog Talk Radio. All of our programs are live, or if you go to the Dr. D. Yvonne Young, that's D. Ivan for you folks that don't know how my name is spelled the Dr. D. Ivan Young website, and that's a doctor without the period, you can listen to all of these programs in their entirety. So I really appreciate you guys hanging out. We actually took the program into another half hour tonight, which says that if you were one of the people that got to listen uh, or even if you didn't, Fernando shared some things about you connecting with your own uh, spiritual gifts. As he uh, made the comment, he said, all of us have this ability. And I, I actually believe that. But some people just have it at a level where, you, and he won't agree with me, but I'm going to say it, it is a gift. Because I have never talked to Fernando and had anything he tell me not be spot-on accurate, and I don't give him information. I don't sit up there and set up an alley-oop for him to slam dunk me. Uh, he has a phenomenal gift, and that's why he's one of the top uh, prophets and psychics in America. This guy is like, it's, it's uh, thank you, Jesus, good. Let me just say it that way. So with that said, I want you to know this. If you need help, Go to the Dr. D. Von Young website. Take the MBTI Forum Q. Have that first session with other tests, and I can help you. If you can't afford the entire stuff, at least you can spend 260 bucks, 310 bucks if it's you and your mate, and find out what the heck is wrong with you and why you keep attracting people that you attract and why you keep being stuck in these cycles because, you know, God does not want you to be miserable. He wants you to be happy, and I surely want you to be happy. This entire program is about giving you the tools that you need to start living a profoundly extraordinary life. With that said, who can love you better than you? Well, probably me, but only you can do that better than anyone else. Nobody can love you like you. With that said, this has been Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young and Canada, the Virgin Islands, the Caribbean, my friends over in the U.K., even in Dubois and the Middle East, I want to say this one thing to you and get out of here. I love you madly. Have an awesome week. <laughs>